podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, welcome to Forest Focus. Happy New Year to you all. As Nightingale Forest heading into 2024, renewed optimism after two big wins over Christmas. We'll discuss that, our hopes for the year ahead, and some early transfer talk in the company of, first of all, Reds, leg- Reds legend Gary Bertels. Gary, Happy New Year. How are you? And to you, yeah, very good, thank you. Good, good. Sorry we're a bit late starting, everyone, by the way. That was my fault. Horrendously, la- horrendous lack of pre- professionalism and preparation, but we're with you now. Uh, second guest today is Reds fan Emily Anderson. Emily, Happy New Year to you. Are you okay? Happy New Year. Yeah, I'm great, thank you. Yeah, really good. You know what they say, Fail to prepare, prepare to fail. Yeah, yeah, it's a good start to so 2024. <laughs> a start as we mean to go on. Um, well, good to have already 200 people with us. We're not even a minute in, so that's great. Um, good afternoon to everyone. Where should we start? I mean, just sum up the last couple of games, I guess, Emily. We were all doom and gloom. Now we head into 2024, as I said, feeling pretty optimistic. Can you believe how quickly things can change for a football club? I can and I can't. Um, yeah, after the Bournemouth game, we were thinking, where's our next goal going to come from, let alone our next win? It's amazing what two really good wins can do for you. And if you were told pre-Christmas that out of Newcastle and Man United, we were going to take all six points, you wouldn't quite believe it, would you? Um, I talked the last time I was on about how during the Newcastle game, I thought the team evolved really quickly. And I thought that that built into the Manchester United game as well. I I know a lot of people have said Manchester United were a terrible opposition on Saturday and didn't really show any sort of fight. But I felt like we came out attacking, um, positive. um, Another team selection that were a lot of raised eyebrows. I was one who raised eyebrows at the the, the team selection and yet it, it seemed to work. So yeah, things are looking really good. We're obviously very early into Nuno's tenure, but so far so good. A um, few quick good, uh, good afternoons. Mikey's watching live. He was told me he couldn't do this, but he can take, he's all right to watch, so perhaps <laughs> he's here for part of it. Uh, who else? James, I saw uh, Martin was watching. Steve, uh, someone was in Thailand. Uh, Hong Kong, sorry, watching. So great to have so many uh, people with us. Do us a favour and hit like and subscribe if you would. That'd be a big help. Um, what's changed, Gary, then, from Nuno to Steve Cooper? Without digging out Steve Cooper, because I hate this online debate about oh, Cooper's, this shows Cooper's a failure and all that stuff, which is total nonsense. But what's changed in this short space of time with a new manager coming in for you? You know, it, it, it is, you know, a total, you know, ridiculous to say that about Steve for what he's done for the football club. You know, everybody was praising him and rightly so. And, you know, to suddenly, you know, come out with things like that, it's a little bit, you know, not particularly good. But... I'll go back to the Bournemouth game. I was impressed with the Bournemouth game. I, mean, I, I commentated on it. And, you know, to go down to 10 men after 23 minutes and should have got something out of the game. I mean, it was a late late, late goal. It was just, again, it was goals we should not have given away. Balls that come in the box, free headers. You know, it's, we, it's what we've been doing, isn't it? Conceding goals like that. Um, and I think the response from the players after that could have been negative thinking, oh, woe is me, you know, we were could, could have got a point, we lost it in the uh, injury time again, but they didn't. They went to Newcastle, who were on a great run at home, you know, how many wins was it? Eight straight wins or something like that at, at home? And to uh, win s- three... Seven at home, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, for Chris Wood to get an hat-trick as well. 
and then go and beat Manchester United. You, we looked, I think, at those three fixtures and said, right, we have to beat Bournemouth and the other two are going to be really difficult. But it's it's gone the other way around. And, you know, we, we, we talk about VAR, I'm sure we will, but it was it was a shocking decision, you know, with uh, Bolly uh, getting sent off. But the, the response was magnificent. And, you know, you've got to try and build on that now. The, the only worry for me now, I looked at a list of players from Premier League clubs going to the Africa Cup of Nations and we've got more going than any Premier League club, you know, which is going to be, you know, maybe a little bit of a problem. Uh, the only bonus of that is that one year's, you know, injured and won't be going there. So he's got recuperation time. Um, but that, that's a worry. It really is. Um, oh, I don't. I hate taking issue with comments in the thing. There's someone saying, after you guys back Cooper, now just talk about how good and how good Nuno is. Just say so. Obviously, Nuno's really good and doing a great job. Yeah. That's just falling back into the trap that I was talking about beforehand. But there you go. But um, uh, you know, you know what's changed. You asked what's changed a little bit. I think he's given the players the the you know the red light to go and say right, go and express yourselves. You know, go and do what's good. We you know if we're going to go down or we're going to get in trouble, let's do it a positive way. And you know, Chris Woods. You know, there's been a lot of debate about him. I think we've seen now if you play to Chris Woods' strengths, then you're going to get end product you know he didn't score uh, against Manchester United but he was always a threat and they knew that and that that when he is a threat that gives space and time for other people to come in because you know the concentration mainly is is on him because he's the focal point so uh, it, it's about playing to to play a strength who you put in that team and I think we've seen I mean the three goals he got at Newcastle was stunning for me yeah true do you think he's always had that in him though? So I like his movement and the way he um, he links play. You can see he's an intelligent striker. Is it you think it's the case that we've just not really played to what suits him since he's come into the club? Then Gary. Yeah, I mean, it's, I felt sorry for him. I said in commentary uh, that you know he was going to you know, getting dragged a little bit deep, and that's not really his game. You know, he's, if he's coming towards you, and that's halfway inside his own half at times then you break and he's not going to get up there. You know, he's it, it's a struggle for him. But if you just leave him there and, you know, play through and round, you know, with pace, which I think we've done in the Newcastle and the Manchester United game, then, you know, you can see the benefits of delivering stuff for him. A striker thrives on early service into the box. It gives, you mentioned his movement, you're right. And it's not extravagant movement. I always say this, it's half a yard. You know, it's intelligent movement. It's like going towards the ball and then just pulling back again, you know, and trying to get your your, your marker just half a yard away from you. So you've got a little bit of a chance of doing what he did. And, uh, you know, he, he finished those goals with a plum, really. He really did. Um, Gary mentions AFCON there. There was a question from James Parker, and we'll do a whole AFCON section uh, tomorrow. We're going to do a and a tomorrow night, so we'll touch on that a bit more. So we'll come back to um, AFCON. Who are the other players that have stood out for you, Emily, in these last two games that have stepped up that we haven't really seen so much of or they've been in the team all season as well and now we're seeing them in a different light maybe? Who's made a difference for you? I mean, the really obvious one is Morgan Gibbs-White, who we're talking about and it feels like every other pundit in the world is talking about at the moment. We, we, we know what player he is because we bought him for, for the amount of money that we bought him for. Um, but I think that under Nuno, he's evolved again. He's back in his favourite position down the centre. And as we saw from the Newcastle game and also more in the Man United game, he is everywhere on that pitch and he is working 
so hard. Um, and right at the end of the game, um, you, you must have seen the clip where he he quite a few strong strong tackles on some Man United players. He gets pulled up for it. He says to the ref, I won the ball three times, three times I won the ball. You can just see that passion in him. And I feel like, yes, he was very close to Cooper. And I know Cooper built, built his team around Morgan Gibbs-White, but I feel like he's almost reaching the next level now. Um, so he's obviously one that's really, really stood out for me. Um, Montiel, we didn't see much of, did we, um, during Cooper's reign? And that the, I know he's only been in for a few games, but he's he's proving himself to be a really decent fullback. Um, Ryan Yates, again, reborn. Um, for me, he was one of the best players on the pitch against Man United, purely for the amount of ground that he covered. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's so many you could mention, aren't there, that are, that are doing so well. I mean, Alanga, Alanga's another one. He's just... To know what's what's come over him, and we've you know we've slagged him off, haven't we, before? Because he can't seem to find himself on side. He finds himself offside an awful lot. But the way, again, it's probably a really minor thing. He's learning when to cross the ball, when to not go for goal, when to make the run, and he he seems to be learning every single game. He is still a rough diamond, but I, I think he really could be a, a polished diamond. He's still so young, and there's so much more to come from him. Oh, Gary, you're muted. Can't hear you. You might need to. I might need to boot you out, Gary, and you might need to come back in if you got a phone call. I'm going to kick you out and then just go back to the link, and then I'll come back to Emily. Right. Hang on. We'll see Gary shortly. Sorry about that. Um, I was going to ask. I'll ask Gary about Elanga, um, and then yeah. I'll I'll ask you this Gibbs White question. There was that clip where he said. Um, Look at their faces. They don't fancy it. Have you seen that one on Twitter? Yeah, yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Did you sense that from United? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it was obvious from the body language. Our team always goes in huddle at the beginning of the match. And a lot of teams do that. That's nothing special. But the Man United team, I noticed, were all across the pitch, ready in their positions, not looking at each other, not talking to each other. And that's something that I think has been there in Cooper's reign, but you can also obviously see it now, is we have got such a close-knit team and they are all fighting for each other. And as well as seeing that from, from Gibbs White at the beginning, when Dominguez scored and when Gibbs White scored, Everyone was excited. The subs that were warming up, you could see the dugout were excited. It feels like the whole team is working together. And you could see that from the few behind the scenes shots we saw in the match day pass. So, yeah, team spirit is, it seems really, really good at the moment. Here's Gary. You back? Yeah, somebody's trying to phone me. I was just about to say to Emily, I think Alanga learned, you know, when he, he should have squared the ball to Wood, would have been a, just a simple tap in and he went for the goal himself. You know, it's all about learning from those sort of mistakes. And uh, you do that. I think Brennan Johnson proved that last season. And, you know, in the previous season, he was making the wrong decisions in the right uh, the right areas. Uh, but he, he learned by that. And that's why, you know, he was a top player for, for Forrest and he, he could be again for, for Spurs. So it's about learning if you don't get it right. And if you can do that, then you've got every chance. And he's a threat. You know, he, he, you know Morgan Gibbs-White is a threat. I wish he'd stop flicking it though. I wish he'd get hold of it. You know, he's he's sometimes he flicks it. He's given goals away. Just get hold of the ball. You know, that's what he does well. When he's got the ball at his feet, he's got a great first touch. He's got really good awareness around him. He doesn't need to do all that fancy stuff. You do that in and around. You know, the penalty spot around that area if it comes, because that is where defenders will get found out. Not you know halfway between the 18-yard box and the halfway line, because if you lose it there, 
in the Premier League, teams will just take you apart. And they have done at times. So, again, it's all about learning. He is still young. You know, I think we forget about this. But, you know, the signs there are very, very encouraging what we've seen over the last three games. And I, I include the Bournemouth game in that. I mean, I think we were just robbed by shocking decisions again. And the laws have to change. You know, we've heard a lot of people. I'm sure we'll come to that again. But the laws are just ridiculous at the moment regarding what they can look at, what they can't look at. You know, just do it. We're, we're getting, you know, 12 minutes injury time. Uh, you know, it's, it's just crazy at the moment. I saw Mansfield yesterday at stop. They had 12 minutes or 13 minutes of injury time. You know, just look at it. You know, just make the rules different. It, it can be done. This summer, all get round the table and say, right, we don't like this. That's wrong. And the other one for me, I keep saying it, is, you know, from set pieces, from corners, the whole holding people and, you know, stopping them uh, moving. Let's give a penalty before the ball comes in. You know, that will stop it. You know, he's taken away one of the strengths of, you know, football when you see a centre-half score. You don't see him. I've, I've said this before. You don't see him anymore score a dozen goals or whatever, like John Terry used to, because they're not being allowed to move. They're being pulled all over the place. How many times do you see a referee go to a goalkeeper and a striker or whatever and the game stop for about a minute? It's just crazy. Change some of the rules, you know, and sit down players, referees, and get together and say, well, you know, we think this has got to change a little bit. If you if you don't, you're still going to get all the controversy. Um, quick word for our sponsors, since we're about uh, 15 minutes in. Thanks as ever to the Trent Navigation. They've got a couple of games coming up, even though it's a quiet January. Obviously, you can watch uh, the FA Cup tie against Blackpool on Sunday at the NAV. Uh, open from 10 for breakfast if you want to make it an all-day affair. And then, uh, is this... When's that one? That's is the same. That's the wrong date on that. I'm going to have to get them to resend me the thing. Uh, oh no, it's Arsenal v <laughs> Liverpool on the FA Cup. I've put the wrong thing on. They're showing two games. I should. This shows how unprepared I am. I haven't even read the graphics <laughs> before they send them in. Right, make a day of it. The nab actually. What's two good FA Cup ties? There you go. Thanks again for their support. Hey, you know, hey Matt, are you seeing how good me and Emily are by not saying anything to you because of, you know you got it wrong. It's all the charm. Someone came up to me in the pub and said, uh, "I've said it on here. You're a bunch of amateurs, and that's the charm." I think that was entirely aimed at me. Uh, right, as I say, 650 people watching. Do us a favour, like and subscribe. We passed 5,000 subscribers already the other day, so that was great. And we've got loads of good reviews. Do appreciate that. Um, let me just ask one quick Steve Cooper question that a couple of people have mentioned in the comments, Emily. Uh, Wayne Rooney sacked today. Uh, absolutely disastrous spell at Birmingham. Cooper's the bookie's favourite for the job. Um, just quickly, because people are going to tell us not too, 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 much, talk too much about Cooper, but should he sit this one out and wait for a Premier League job for you? I'm 50-50 on this because actually what he, what he could do is he could do exactly what he did for us a few seasons ago and um, push Birmingham up the table and they could be the surprise, um, maybe playoff contender. But for me, I think he's best to sit it out and wait for the Palace job. I think as much as it pains me to say this, I think Palace and Cooper is a great fit, isn't it? They've they've got quite a settled squad. Um, there's some youth players that I know were in the under-17s England squad with him that he'd probably like to work with. Um, so he's, it's, he's not going to be short of cash at the moment, is he? So for me, I would I would sit it out. But um, it looks like, according to the bookies, that he's, um, he's odds-on favourite to, to go to Birmingham. So good luck to him if he does. And Birmingham, look after him if you get him. Well, yeah. look at Birmingham have done. You know, they shouldn't have got rid of the last manager. They no. were in place when they got rid. And now 
what are they, fifth from bottom or something like that? Yeah, they're 20th. They've gone from 6th yeah. to 20th. You know, they want to play, what is it, fearless football. It's all right playing fearless football if you're winning games, but if you're losing games and you're down in the bottom half after being 6th and sacking your manager, then fearless football don't work. You know, you just got to get your priorities right. True. Uh, right, that was only literally uh, 90 seconds on Cooper because a couple of people are asking about it in the chat and then other people are telling us not to talk about Cooper, which I thought would happen, but I thought we'd address it just because a few were asking about it. Back to Forrest then. Uh, 2024, you've got one wish, Emily, a genie in a bottle. What are you wishing for for Forrest this year? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Oh, God, there's so much you could wish for, isn't there? I've had a good think about this, and I think it's to do with injuries. If I could say to the genie, can Forrest please get no more injuries, specifically Taiwo Awanyi, if he could stay injury-free, then my wish expands. Because if we have an injury-free squad, we can have a settled squad, which means we can push up the league and maybe we'll get a European spot. So Taiwo Awanyi injury-free would be my wish. Very good. <laughs> Gary, what do you want to see? <laughs> uh, I, I just want to see another striker come into the club because the one year, you know, he's injury prone. Uh, we don't know when he's going to be back. There's talk of March. And if Chris Wood gets injured in, in the meantime, then we're in big trouble because, you know, you can't expect a Langer to play up front by himself. You know, that is, it, it doesn't work for him in that position. We've seen that his strengths, uh, it's supplying and, you know, causing problems with his pace. So that's the the one for me. And the goalkeeping situation, me, dear me. Why does he keep doing that? Why does Turner keep doing what he's doing? You have to learn by your mistakes. That's one thing that really angers me about the game now. Goalkeepers have to do this. They have to ping it 60, 60, feet to, 60 yards to feet. Well, if you keep getting it wrong, just kick it. Because if you do that, you're going to turn the opposition. You're going to cause them problems further up the pitch. And because we have that pace and we have Chris Wood, you win the second balls. Don't do what he, he did. You know, we're on top and that could have cost us again. Luckily, it didn't. But it, it's just ridiculous for me. Um, I, I don't know where it comes from. I mean, I'd rather my goalkeeper, you know, consistently save us points, not throw points away. You know, goalkeeper is, you know, he, he's put there to save shots, he's he, to command. And at the moment, you know, it's just it, it's staggering how... Despite making mistakes, they're still told to carry on doing it. Mm. I think it's the modern game, Gary, isn't it? Um, goalkeepers it, it, now right. have to play. I know, but that's what he's told to do. And Nuno said in his post-match, you know, I, I told him to do that. He's told to play out from the back. But you're absolutely right. If his kicking's not up to scratch, don't do it. But you don't you play. Know? I mean, this is the Premier League we're talking about. Mm. You know, I, I love 
as a striker, I would have loved to play now because you know you can you can pound so easy as a striker. You can put that pressure on a goalkeeper, and he will make mistakes. Mm. And you know, I saw last season we played that the game against Newcastle when um, Dennis scored the goal, that wonderful goal. And it was because we turned defenders. It was a long ball, and he panicked the defender, and he mis mis hit his butt. Yes, it's old school sometimes, but you can still mix old school with new. Mm. Does a goalkeeper's clearance, if it's right and it's thought out, you know, what do you do? That can set you on, you know, it sets you 60, 70 yards up the pitch in an instant. You know, if you win the second balls and the team know that that's happening, it's, it's just don't, don't just go, you know, for the modern game. You know, it's too easy, that cliche. Mix them up. There's nothing wrong with mixing it up. Mm, I think, yeah, I, I think a lot of clubs now like to clip it to the fullback, don't they? And that's what we're trying to do and he can't do it. Which is a big problem. We'll come back to goalkeepers. The talk about Navas coming back as well, wasn't it? I read he's on our list. He's on our list. We'll yeah. come to that in one sec. I was just going to say my wish for the year. Obviously, stay in the league is the one, and I think we'll be all right yeah. on that front. And I, you, you turn up on time and you know save me and Emily from overrunning and things like that. Well, that's in my hands, isn't it? My, in <laughs> in Forest's hands. Um, I, 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 well, win the FA Cup, really. I mean, I, oh, even nice. beyond an FA Cup run, let's win. Let's try and win some silverware because you know we're not going to win the title realistically for for a good while, even if the owner wants us to. Uh, so yeah, let's have a good FA Cup tilt. That will be mine. Um, right. Uh, just before we come to goalkeepers, are either of you worried about relegation now, Emily? Are, are we past that, or are you still nervy? I'm always nervy until it's mathematically impossible for us to be relegated. But actually, you know, that my um, my objective brain tells me that I wouldn't say we're in a relegation fight. And I think with the team we've got, with the manager we've got, the way he's got them playing, I mean by by that, is we should be fine. We should be fine. And we've said it before, particularly with the, the promoted clubs that have come up, plus a couple of others, we, we should be fine. But I, I see us looking up the table now and not on knockdown. And I think, I think mm. that's quite fair to say. Yeah, I'm a bit twitchy still because I see a lot yeah. of fighting Luton, so I think they might. Well, they might can I just say something about Luton? Can you remember that lovely night at the navigation when it was raining and we sat there and uh, I said, Luton, don't write Luton off, mm. you know? And everybody said, Oh no, Luton are this, Luton are that. Luton have got fighting, and he's doing a great job there. Mm. The manager, you know, they they keep winning games, and the games they're losing against the like the Arsenal's, it's only by the odd goal, you know, mm. they're not getting battered. And, you know, you feel that Sean Dyche with Everton, with what he's done, despite the 10-point deficit, they should be fine. Uh, so it's, you know, Brentford are getting sucked down a little bit into this as well. Uh, so, you know, there might be another, you know, team like that could get sucked into it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's all about us. It's not about anybody else. Mm. You know, if we keep doing what we're doing, we won't go down. Mm, Simple as that, yeah. because five points, are, you know, ahead of the relegation. So... But you've got to keep winning games. And those two games, you know, winning those, nobody would have, have had a double on that, believe no. me. Nobody yeah. would have had a double on that. I mean, Manchester United, let's say, get, get it right. They weren't very good, but against Aston Villa, what did they do? You know, they looked like they were losing the game and mm. didn't. You know, so, that, that, you know, that's how good they can be. You know, sometimes you, you've got to make teams look average. And I think we managed to do that at times. And if we carry on doing that, I think you know we've we've got a decent season ahead of us. Yeah, I mean, what what's happened? Obviously, like like Gary says, is it's now sucked Brentford in, sucked Palace in, us winning a few games. It it looked like we were like it was four, you know three from four at one stage. It could have been, but yeah, you know, we've turned it around and made it a 
bottom eight again. So, yeah, feel, feeling better, but not getting too far ahead of ourselves. Let's yeah. talk goalkeepers then. Um, Kilo Navas has been very tentatively mentioned. I mean, Football Insider a bit hit and miss, but they are saying that Forrest are interested in him again. Obviously, Emily came in, did well. I don't want to be a bit revisionist and say he was amazing. I thought he was good for us last season and obviously would be an upgrade on what we have. But um, he's not played a game of, a club, of club football since leaving Forest, and he's missed 15 games this season through injury. One of them, set, 13 of them, quite a serious sounding back injury. Does that put you off or would you welcome him back and think he could be the answer to our problems if it is possible? I don't think he's the answer to our problems long term because of the reasons you've mentioned. He's 37 now, is he? He's, um, like you say, he's not had um, first team football for a while, but he's a short term solution probably to get us through to the end of this season. But I think we need um, to actually properly invest in a number one goalkeeper. So whether that be get Turner or Vlokodomos up to scratch or buying in a new keeper, I would be more than happy to take Navas in until the end of the season because, um, yeah, he wasn't brilliant for us, but I have to say he was instrumental in keeping us up. Some of the saves he pulled off at the end of last season kept us in games. Um, so I would I would welcome him because he's clearly an upgrade to what we've got currently. But I think long term, we need to look elsewhere Um and obviously, it's all about money as well. I expect that Navas will carry quite a hefty wage bill with him as well. So we've got to we've got to think about that because I know that uh, Marinakis helped helped with that last year, didn't they? So we could have him until yeah. the end of the season. But yeah, short term, yes; long term, no. Yeah, I think he was, the owner was behind the deal, and to, you know, yeah. massively to his credit because we needed him because Dean Henderson yeah. was out for the rest of the season. Mm. I suppose Gary, one of the problems is I'd, I'd even forgotten this myself to an extent. We've got four senior goalkeepers on the books already with Hennessy and Horvath, who are international goalkeepers. You, is, is it a bit of a damning indictment looking to bring in a fifth or do you just have to swallow your pride? And do we have to bring someone in because you've got no faith in Turner or Vlacodemos personally? Where are you at on it? Uh, I'd go for Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah. If he's going uh, mm. in January, just make a... a because I, I can't believe he's not in the Arsenal team. You know, he's um, he, he's he's decent for me, but... Yeah, goalkeeper is so important. Ask any defender how important a goalkeeper is behind you, you know, shouting at you, telling you. And um, I, I played centre half and I played with some great goalkeepers. I was very, very fortunate right throughout my career. Finished at Grimsby with Steve Sherwood. You know, you, you, you're lucky to play with, you know, the quality I played with behind me. And uh, you, you realise as a striker, as a de- you know, defender, as a teammate, you know they can save you so many points a season. They they're instrumental, and it's like you know when they make a mistake, it gets absolutely pitted. The same as a striker missing an open goal. You know they're the two positions, and it's all about confidence. And if your your confidence is, you know, a little bit awry, then you you're still making mistakes. It, it you know it can be difficult, um, but that. It, we talk about the, the spine of a team. We've always talked about that. You know, I, I do because, you know, Brian Clough, I have to go back to him because, you know, he got that right. He, he, he bought not just Shilton, he bought Sagers in, he bought Van Broekelen in. You know, we, we had really good goalkeepers all the way through. And um, then you get your centre-halves right, and we seem to have done that, but we're going to lose those to the African Cup of Nations. Um and then you get your centre midfield and you your striker, and then you build around that. You know you can build around that. But the goalkeeper for me, one of the most important players on the pitch, without a doubt, um, because he can be so beneficial for because he sees the whole picture. 
He's the he's the last man. Mm. He can talk. He can shout. He can tell you because he can see everything. So you know, I, I would definitely try and get. I wouldn't go for Navas. I, I'd, I'd try and get a top quality keeper if we can, uh, and a striker because, like I said, if we lose Wood and a one year is a long time out, then you know it could get a bit. Uh, it could get a bit edgy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, David De Gea has been mentioned as well. Not not as in been linked to Forest, but people throwing the name out there. Reece Samba, I see, but I don't know why he would, he would leave Champions League football to come back. Um, one other thing before I come to Emily, someone in the comments saying that we should feature the women's team. Yeah, that's very true, and we will do. Um, it's just like so hectic getting all this set up, um, but now there's you know because more there's hardly any games in January, and we will feature them. And I'd like to do the 23s as well and give them some coverage because they're doing really well. So yeah, that's a fair point. Um, in terms of outgoings, uh, Emily, quite a lot of names mentioned. Um, one mm. in particular, and I'll come to you, this, um, Scott McKenna. It's kind of a, an obvious one, but Celtic, well, I think it's been in the pipeline for a while because his contract's up at the end of the season. Does it make sense for club and player to let Scott go, or do we have to sit on it because of AFCON and we're going to be a bit short in that area? And, you know, he might only play three or four games, which might be a bit unfair on him, but do you think we should hold on to Scott or let him go now? I see what you mean about AFCON, but remember with AFCON as well, it's not that many games unless the team progresses. And we've got Murillo, who will still be here. We've got Joe Worrell, haven't we? Um, yeah. Felipe, so I think if he's fit, yeah. Felipe, if he's fit. And I, I also think that, I think McKenna's time with us is maybe done. He's been brilliant for us in the years he's been with us. But for him as a player, I think a move to Celtic now would probably be a really good move for him. But I agree with you that it does leave us potentially um, a little bit short at the back, but only for the duration of AFCON, which is only a few games, isn't it? Um, so I don't think that's reason enough to let McKenna go. Um, we know we've got two bigger squads, so there are players that we've bought and haven't even seen that are likely to go. I mean, one for me who I feel sorry for is Oliver Bamadeli, because we've not even mentioned him. He's a centre-back, so couldn't he be a... Couldn't he be a, a possible um, replacement if needs be? Because what did we pay fifteen million for him? I think it was eleven up front. Yeah, eleven million, yeah. 20, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, we've we've spent a lot of money on a player that hasn't actually kicked a ball for us. That's the worry. Mm. Not yeah. kicked a ball. Can't just throw him in at the deep end and expect him no, to. No. You know, and that's why but I then, would keep Kenner because you know I I like what I see with him. He's still in the Scotland squad, uh, so they obviously rate him. And he's not done a great deal wrong for us. Um, you know, I, I think at times at the end of last season, he was terrific you know, for us, you know, as was Joe Worrell. Um, so with that coming up, the, the you know, the uh, Cup of Nations, it's just, I, I think it'd be a, a little bit, you know, maybe crazy to let him go because we're losing quite a few of the centre-halves. You know, Bolly's going, isn't he? Mm -hmm. uh, you're losing key centre-halves and, you know, he knows the game, you know, he's an international, so he knows the Premier League as well. He knows what it takes, you know, to, to play in the Premier League where, you know, some players, as we've seen, do struggle with the Premier League because it's so difficult. We've said it all the time. It's the hardest league in the world to get integrated into. And, uh, you know, you've already got somebody who's integrated into it. So I would keep him. The only thing I'll yeah. say is, don't you think we've evolved since the McKenna and Worrell of last season? They're our backup to our backups now. So I just feel like as, as good as McKenna is and has been for us, I feel like our team has gone up a level and possibly McKenna's been left behind. Because apart from at the beginning of the season, he's not actually played for us. Uh, no, it's not played since 
Um, he played in Burnley match, didn't he? And yeah, well, he was very home. lucky to get away with that rick mm. and it was ruled out for VAR when I think it did do us a favour then. Yeah, yeah, I think it, it might, might be time to part ways. Um, but uh, yeah, with AFCON, I think they could miss four matches realistically yeah. if their teams go all the way. So Bolly and Niakate will be big misses. Yeah. yeah. yeah but to... Get injured as well. You know, the, the, yeah. that's the problem if you lose them to injury. It's all right saying, well, there's only a few games they could, but it might pull a muscle in five minutes in the first mm. game. Could be out for two months. You know, and that's why, you know, you, I'd keep somebody like McKenna. Yeah. Um, Tom Colomossi, I might be saying his name wrong there, so apologies if I am, from the Daily Mail said, um, Omabamidele, actually, Santos, Andre Santos and Tavares could all leave this month. Then I assume Omabamidele would surely be on loan. I don't think you cut your losses after six months because you wouldn't get anywhere near the money back, but... I suppose that's the thing, Emily, is it? Trimming numbers in obvious places. I mentioned four senior goalkeepers there. If we can work out a way to get a couple off the books, because we just have to, don't we? We can't have this many players you know, for going into the summer, ideally. We, if we can trim the fat a bit, it would really help us, wouldn't it? Well, it's no surprise. Nuno's already said, hasn't he? He, he likes to work with a slimmed-down squad. Omar Medelli, yeah, he could go out on loan because he's clearly a project for us. Um, Santos, I suspect Chelsea are going to want him back because the, the idea of him, him coming to us was to play first-team football and I think he's played one or two games for us, uh, appearances that way, that is. And uh, Tavares, the other one you mentioned, again, he's barely kicked a ball for us. Um, so I think it would make sense for him to go back. Um I think that's probably about it, isn't it, really? So probably lose Santos, Tavares and send Amadeli out on loan. And, and I stick with, I think, a, a move to Celtic would be really good for McKenna. Have we still yeah. got Harry Arter? Have we still got Harry Arter? Yeah, we've got yeah. Harry Arter till I'm like 50, haven't we, I think, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not 50 for a while. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we've still got him. Absolutely amazing work from his agent. Um, yeah, Origi as well um, is one who could maybe go... Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing Origi go back because, you know, mm. I think we need a striker and we've got to get free up space, really. Um, one other I, one... I think because of that situation, we can't afford to let people like that go. Mm. Normal circumstances may be, but this is, you know, we were losing six players and, you know, we, we they, none of them might get injured, but all of them might get injured. You know, it's one of those things you, you can't take a chance with because we've started well under Nuno. We've won two out of three. Uh, should have won the the other one, and you do not want that to suddenly come to a halt yeah. because you've maybe rashly got rid of, you know, players who you probably would have done had it not been for the nation African Cup of Nations. So you've got to be so careful in that respect mm. because they cut you, this season. There's been more injuries in the Premier League than any other season. You know that that is fact, and nobody seems to know why. So if that's going to continue, and it could continue going into the, you know, the Africa Cup of Nations, you you, you don't want to think, well, well, we shouldn't have got rid of him. Now, look, we're in trouble here. Just stick with it if you can possibly do it. And then at the end of the season, fine, trim the squad. You know, make sure you stay up this season and then give Nuno what he wants at the end of the season. You know, then he can trim the squad down. But don't cut your nose off to spite your face because of, you know, maybes and you know mites and might nots it's it's a dangerous game to play with that uh, that competition coming up yeah a few other names people are mentioning in the comments as well that you forget about um omar richards is out on loan manuel dennis mm -hmm. is out on loan john joe shelby's out on loan josh bowler the number of players we have is pretty mad so we do need to try and 
get rid of a few of those. One player I would keep who's been linked with a move away is Joe Worrell, linked with West Ham Emily. I feel like the door's really opened up again for him. Maybe not to be a regular, but to be in and around the squad and mm. having an important role to play again. Can you would you know, can you see him staying? Would you like him to stay now? Really, yeah, definitely. And especially with what Gary said about the, the AFCON players going, he's he's a perfect replacement, isn't he, in centre-back. And his passion and love for the club and his influence clearly on the dressing room is is worth its weight in gold, really. So I'd, I'd, I'd love for Joe to stay. And when he came on at the end of the Newcastle match, wasn't it? He, he actually really made a difference in that game. And you could see him on the sidelines um, at Man United. He seemed fully invested Um in the squad, which was brilliant. Um, and another player I think is worth mentioning, what I don't think we've mentioned yet, is, is Toff has got a contract extension, which I think is really good for him because he's worked so hard. A player that at the beginning of the season we thought might get banned. And then he's he's quietly gone about his business. And for me, he's 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 one of our starters at the moment. So I'm really pleased that Harry Toffolo's got a, a contract extension to stay at the club for another year because he's such a hard worker. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. He's he's been one of our better players without a doubt. And I think that was a little bit unexpected, you know, from a lot of people maybe. Yeah. He's just gone about his business. He's done the basics very, very well. He's not tried to over-egg the pudding. He, you know, he's done what he's been put in there to do. And his deliveries, you know, into the box have been as good as anybody's yeah. at times. You know, so I, I'm, I'm delighted for him in that respect because, he's again, he's another honest player who will give you every ounce of energy he possibly has. And, uh, you know, he's, he's not made a great deal of uh, mistakes. You know, it's, it's not, you know, the goals we've been conceding maybe haven't, you know, been down to him at all. It's, uh, you know, it's things like the West Ham game and the Bournemouth game where they're coming in the box and people are getting free headers and things like that. We're not concentrating. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's, uh, but he's, he's just been left out of the team a little bit, hasn't he? The, so it's, it's a bit strange at the moment. I, th I thought he would have been one of the main starters, but uh, maybe it's just resting people around this time of year. I think Nuno's always also trying to work out who who are his best players. So Toff did feature a little bit in the Man United game, didn't he? Another player just to mention as well is Nico Williams. I thought he had a brilliant cameo when he came on against Man United. Um, and again, he's one of these players that I think that will improve um, the more game time that he gets. So he's another another one that obviously we would want to keep. I think he wants fullbacks. I mean, you see see how high the fullbacks get, and I think he wants mm. fullbacks who are quite athletic, which is why I think mm. Aina might get the edge over Toffolo because yeah. he was a not many players beat Wan Bissaka, but he did him a couple of times. Just didn't have the end product, so I can see why Aina's in and Montiel. You know, I thought Montiel was dead and buried at Forest, but you know, to yeah. his credit, mm. he's done very well. To but be to be fair, when he, was at, he he didn't do particularly well. He looked pretty average. Maybe that again is the Premier League. You know, it's yeah. a it's a it's competitive league. We know that. You know, he was a World Cup winner, and uh, you know, just because you're that doesn't mean you can come to the Premier League and just nail it straight away. Not that easy. Yeah, yeah. Well, well his debut against Burnley he looked like he signed for the wrong club in the East Midlands. The, the level he performance he turned out, but since then he's been great. So yeah, he's mm. done really well, and he, I'd you know, wouldn't have any complaints at all if we signed him at the moment permanently. He's done great, and like Henry says, Nico's done really well, and Toff. Is kind of you know a player you must admire, Gary. You talk, you know, you use a good man knows his limitations. He he plays to his limitations, I think, and he could have gone out on loan this time last year, and it you know it, did, it fell through. Yeah. Well, I'm playing Clint Eastwood via Gary Bertels, I guess. But yeah, he's, 
Expectations. That was uh, Dirty Harry, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But he plays to it, and he's done really well. He's got a great attitude. So, yeah, very yeah. pleased for him. You, you just sometimes you need players who just do the job they're asked to do without any frills. You know, sometimes I think you can over uh, you can overdo things a little bit, um, especially in the final third. I think the Newcastle game showed that because we got the ball in nice and early for Chris. Then you, you'll see him come alive in there, um, and that that's what you know we keep having. You know, keep, we're going to keep having to do supply him because he's a focal point. But you know, don't go back to you know trying to be too clever around the eighteen-yard box. Defenders hate more than anything early balls into the box, you know, because they're, they're not set. When you, you know, you know, you're checking back and you're checking back, it, it's a striker's nightmare when you used to see a teammate do that. You're thinking, well, he's going to put the ball in, then he tries to be clever and does another trick. You know, if it's there, just deliver, you know, just put your opposition under pressure and they'll make mistakes. Not every game, but if you don't put it in there and you don't, you know, try and cause a problem, you'll let them get away with it. Um, people asking about Nino in the comments, the Fluminese centre-half. I mean, until it's a done deal, it's not a done deal, is it? And I saw Liverpool linked with him because Joel Matip's out for the season. So I think we have to, yeah, just wait on that. Um, oh, God, the amount of players we've got out. I know someone just said Jonathan Panzo as well. Martin says, I've forgotten, forgotten about, about him. him. He's yeah. a Cardiff, isn't he? Oh, my gosh, crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff. Um, yes. Uh, oh, and one other player I'll mention, I'll just sweep this one up, was Gelson Martins, who we were linked with from Monaco. Yeah. He's going to Olympiacos now. I kind of feel like we dodged a bullet there because he hasn't kicked a ball since January last year. So, um, yeah, to have a player who hasn't played for a year signing for us would be um, uh, problematic, potentially. So I'm glad that's not happening. Just before we go then, um, Gary, what do we need in January? I've asked a few guests this. What what do we need to bring in to, to get to where we want to be player-wise? I've said before, you need a striker and a goalkeeper for me. I think uh, in the rest of the positions, we're quite uh, we're quite lucky that we've got a number of options, but we haven't got a number of options up front. We've got options goalkeeper wise, but not particularly good ones at times. Um, so, you know, they're the two positions that matter more than anything for me. Yeah, uh, I'd add a winger to the list, Emily. Just with competition and cover for Elanga and Hudson Odoi. Hudson Odoi is a little bit, um, he's you know not injury prone. That's not fair. Uh, but he, you know, he has struggled with injuries historically, so he might need some cover. A- anything else for you? No, no. I think um, I think we need to keep our business really tight in January because for me, it's all about getting consistent squad. I agree with Gary. Um, yeah, we need a number one and we need a striker as a backup for Taiwo. Yeah, true. Right, I think that just about brings us to a conclusion before any other business. Almost nine hundred people with us, which is great. Um, I don't know, is it kids' holidays? Maybe I don't know. A few grown-ups around to watch us. We very much appreciate all your company. Uh, anything for you before we depart, Emily? I just promised um, a couple of people I'd say hello to them. I was in the B block at the Man United game on Saturday, so oh next gosh, to the round always ventured into A block. I know you'll be there next. I uh, was very close, and I had a great time. And as as you know, you, you can't normally buy more than one Forest ticket, so I managed to get one ticket on my own, surrounded by Simon, Johnny, Pete, and the B block boys, and they kept me company the whole match. And we were besties by the end of it. So I promised them I'd say hello. They all listen to this podcast. So hi, lads. And um, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for looking after me. Um, I should. Uh, actually, I can't because I'll be revealing how I got a ticket. Move on. I can't comment on that. Uh, yeah, I had a great time at the game. But yeah. <laughs> right. Gary, anything from you before we depart? 
Um, I'm just, you know, I think a smile has gone back on the face a little bit because, you know, we were with those three games coming up saying, well, we can, we can beat Bournemouth, but the other two perhaps not. And we got it the other way around. I think it's about consistency now. If we can get that consistency um, and, and be positive going forward as we've been, I, I think, you know, we're, we're not as good as anybody because the, the teams at the top are, that's why the teams at the top are at the top purely on consistency. Yes, they've got great players, but I'll go back to that, that you know, saying great players don't get better, they get more consistent. That's why those teams keep winning things at the top. And you just talk about Arsenal, you know, at the moment, you know, they, they've hit the brick wall again, a bit of a blip again. You know, they look like they were going to do it. It's not easy. And that's why, the, you know, the greatest players, you know, like the Messi's, the Ronaldo's, do it on a regular basis. You know, they rarely have a bad game. And, uh, you know, I, I think with the squad we've got, if we can get through the Africa Cup of Nations without uh, too many injuries, then that will be good. Win the FA Cup game. You know, like you said, Matt, let's go for a run in the FA Cup. You know, let's treat it with respect. You know, play, you know, maybe some of the players who have not had a look in at the moment because they need fitness levels. That will give them the fitness levels, you know, because you can do as much training as you like, but it doesn't, you know, have the effect of playing every Saturday. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a good start, but let's not rest on our laurels. Let's keep pushing mm -hmm. on. Let's get ourselves away from that bottom three. And then, you know, who knows where you can go. If that confidence is there and the team stays fit, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, very good. Good words to end on. Um, we'll leave it there. Thanks for everyone who's watched along. Uh, like I say, do like and subscribe. It massively helps us out. Give us a good review on iTunes, etc. We're back tomorrow evening. We'll do a live um, Q&A just led by everyone's questions. They drop in the comments. So I'll put an appeal out on Twitter and we'll take comments from the chat. That's with me, uh, Greg and Mark. So join us then at 8.30 tomorrow evening and then we'll be back. Uh, I'll do something on Thursday and then on Friday with Temps and Mikey. So uh, in the meantime, Gary, thank you very much. Absolute pleasure as always. Very much so. Good to have you with us as ever. Emily, thank you. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Gary. Good to have Thanks. you with us before you. <laughs> You've had a good Christmas and New Year anyway, both. Thank you. Yeah, did Santa bring you anything nice, Gary? Yeah, not particularly. <laughs> you on the naughty list? Possibly, yes. <laughs> no, who's all? I'm just fed up with it like anybody else. This weather is driving everybody mad. <laughs> Absolutely non-stop. Just a frost would be nice, just to change it up. Anything yeah. but the continual rain. How was your Christmas meal, Gary? Uh, no comment. <laughs> That's we what you get. For, we went for an Indian. I know you did. Oh, right. Oh, okay. You told me you were going for an Indian. Yeah, that's but, why I was asking. But then on Boxing Day, I cooked a capon, which uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I thought, well, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna cook, you know, something I really like as well. So that was nice. What it about was you, Emily? Different. I mean, uh, yeah, Indians are different, aren't they? They really are. I did food, a not food, not culturally, but yes, yeah. No, I mean the meal. You know, on Christmas. <laughs> no, I know. It's, you know, and I, I just love Christmas dinner, you know, and uh, it was a bit strange having uh, an Indian meal. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, it was. I would, I, I very much enjoyed my traditional Christmas meal, but yeah, yeah me I too. knew you would. How was your Christmas surrounded by Leicester fans, Emily? 
Oh, it was fine, especially when we beat Newcastle on Boxing Day. I had to spend a whole day with my Leicester contingent family. So I, I was very um, smug for the whole of Boxing Day. And I got a forest bucket hat and a new forest shirt for Christmas. So I'm very I bet happy. you've not been able to shut the Leicester fans up, have you, at the moment? I just remind them what division they're in and they soon shut up. Yeah, mm, but... I, yeah. <laughs> Only for no, another few singing, months, sadly. Yeah, they're they're singing loud and proud, and so they should. Yeah, Derby fans aren't they? Yeah, came <laughs> unstuck the other day, didn't they? Started the new year as we as they mean to go on. Hopefully, right. We'll leave it there. Uh, thanks for everyone who has watched along. Very much appreciate. Like I say, back there. Well, tomorrow evening. So join us then if you can. In the meantime, we shall see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.